You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. What up, what up? Real Coach JB here, man. Uh, <clears throat> coming to you this week, man. Another Slapdick Podcast. Brought to you by Manscaped. Listen, man, uh, go check out Manscaped. Get 20% off using the promo code SLAPDICK just before you uh, even listen to this podcast on this fine Sunday. July 26th, 2020. Another COVID quarantined, fucked up, whatever you want to call it, day. Um Quote of the day, man, it's better to know and be disappointed than to never know and always wonder. Um, I truly believe that. So we're in this fucked up ass. We're in this fucked up pandemic, man. And uh, shout out to one of my former high school players, man, uh, Joey Perez. If you guys are out there that know anything about him, went to our teacher high school, played uh Fullback linebacker DN for us, and uh, he passed away today, man. Shout out to my frontline workers, man. He was a Los Angeles fire department um, in 16 and a half years, man. Left behind a wife and kids. So first death apparently reported by L.A. Fire Department um, worker. But uh, good dude, man. Good family dude. And, uh, you know, represented his, uh, his name well. Um so we're playing this fucking COVID deal and, you know, I had to get my whiskey and my cigar launched. So yesterday we did like a soft family and friends launch and uh shout out to Shay Jones, man. He's um, the son of longtime ESPN reporter, uh, Mark Jones. If you watch the last dance or are listening to any of the NBA bubble play right now, he's the one announcing it. He also does college football. 30 years or so for, with ESPN. He performed for us, did a great job, man, and uh, you guys need to look out for him, Shay Jones. But um, I'll, sh- I'll, I'll put uh, I'll put his information in my uh, social media post later on. Um, you know, I'm going to take heat for having it. You know, we, did a, we had a COVID company actually uh, make sure everything was COVID safe. We issued... Uh, goodie bags with uh everything covid related and uh it, it went great man it was a great deal had it outside social distance tables everything like that um and it was a great turnout great great deal and uh everyone raved about the whiskey and the cigars so i'm happy about that so far um you know we had a couple critics there they rated it five stars so hey stay tuned august 1st slapdick whiskey will be launched on slapdickinc.com and then you'll be able to click a link and order the whiskey the cigars you can pre-order right now and they'll be ready august 1st on www.slapdickcigars.com so both of those will be out soon the whiskey is very very unique and uh really original and uh i'm proud of it after we you know they thought i was an asshole they're like you really are a coach man because uh you know it's uh you know, you're really a coach because you fucking cussing us out just like the show. 
because you didn't like the blends. I said, hey, man, I'm not putting my name on no shit. So if it's shitty, then I'll just keep drinking Maker's Mark. If it's, I, I, I want it to be different. Or it's easy to be fucking average. Everyone's average. I want to be different. So um, if you don't want to do it, then don't fucking do it. But you guys came after me. So, hey, let's do it right. And so we did it. And uh, I love it. I'm shout out to the distiller. And uh, once it launches, I'll let you know who it is. And and uh, he did a great job. Um, I'm, I'm on YouTube live, man. And someone asked, you know, if, if uh, a big name coach comes down with COVID, um, it could be a wrap for college football. I'm going to get into that on this show, actually. But listen, college football is hit and miss right now. It's stop and go with the COVID cases. You know, Ohio State stops and goes. Michigan State stops and goes. Workouts. It's it's a it's here. So you're either gonna fight it or you're gonna fear it. You better pick and picker it out. That's why college football needs a commissioner, in my opinion. And I've talked about that before. But you're either gonna do it or you're not. So I don't know. Um We'll get into that though, because the worst case scenario for college football is to start and stop after they played a few games. So uh that's just my opinion. Um what the fuck is up with Kanye West, man? I, are we joking ourselves here? I mean, we already made a president that never had any fucking political background our president because so-called he had some money and shit. Anyone can be president in this motherfucker right now, man. We got to be the laughing stock of the fucking world. I mean, it's unbelievable. This guy don't know what he's going, what he's doing. He don't know how to if he's going to shit or get off the pot. Can the Kardashians pick one fucking winner? Like, God damn. Have they ever had a winner? Like, who the fuck? That's why I never know. I really don't give a fuck who they are. I know their dad is who really fucking made them. But then they went and made this show, apparently. And i never seen one episode, man. But, God damn, man. Can they pick a winner? I mean, they've had some slap dick, fuck stick, shit birds, man. As as boyfriends. And, and they just keep recycling the same motherfucker, man. Didn't they she date fucking Chris fucking... What was his name? Jennings or whoever the fuck you was play for the Nets, the horrible fucking player. She can't get it right, dog. She's picking the worst fucks. Then his homeboy, Donald Trump, he won't even throw the first pitch out tonight for the Yankees. At least fucking Fauci threw a pitch out. He didn't give a fuck how bad he looked. He knew he was a nerdy fucking scientist fucking doctor. He didn't care. At least he had the nuts to fucking go out there and look like a fucking idiot. And it was all good, and everyone laughed it off. Trump could probably help himself going out there and pitch it. But I'll get tweets later on saying, Coach, he ain't a bitch. Uh, his security detail won't let him do it. Yeah, because Obama didn't have fucking worse fucking issues. He, he threw out the first pitch how many fucking times? You don't think he was more fucking likely to be fucking assassinated than Trump? Get the fuck out of here, man. I don't want to hear that bullshit. He's a fucking bitch. He didn't want to go out there and throw it because he knows he looked like a fucking idiot and his jaw might drop and hit his hand while he pitches the ball and his fucking toupee might fall off and he might fucking have a heart attack and die or he can't lift his arm like he can't drink coffee to throw the fucking pitch. So who knows? I don't want to hear you keystroke cowards out there say shit. Bubble play looks competitive apparently. I haven't watched it. I don't really have a strong interest to be honest. I just kind of am over the whole fucking deal. Um, you know, without crowd and without fucking real hearing the fucking hoorah of it, I just don't know how interested I am, man. 
Apparently, it's been competitive, though. I still think it's too much heat. I think it's too much pressure on these dudes. I think they're ready to cop out. They want to tap out and have any fucking excuse to leave the bubble and get kicked out. Furthermore, there's been further proof of it, and I've been saying it on the last few podcasts. These cats can't, you know, pressure burst pipes. They don't want that fucking pressure. And Lou Williams goes to a titty bar to get some chicken wings. Now, great. Hey, chicken wings are great at titty bar, especially in the hood, man, in, in L.A., Atlanta. You go to different titty bars. They got great fucking food. But you're going to say you're going to an emergency. You got to leave for an emergency again, like all these other fucks are doing. And then you find out he's in a titty bar. Like, nobody's going to recognize you. Dog, these guys, this is the reason the bubble is going to burst. And that's the name of this podcast. Sorry to burst your fucking bubble. Because that's what's going to happen. This shit is going to get burst, bursted because dumb fucks like this that has this small mind fucking process. They can't process anything larger than fucking what's in front of their face. And they have no fucking real grit. But they are supposedly all from the hood and they're single parent kids and all this bullshit. But you can't live in, 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 in a fucking resort and eat a little bit of shitty food. Like I've been saying, get the fuck out of here. You got to go to a titty bar and put everybody at risk. Like, I wouldn't let this motherfucker come back. I'd have booted his ass and made a fucking statement right then, Adam Silver. It's one bad, bad decision you've made. I like who, what you do to Adam Silver, but this one, I would have cut his ass like a bad fucking cancerous habit, man. Because he's going to now allow everyone to go do it. And uh, you give a motherfucker an inch, he'll take a foot. And uh, I think Adam Silver fucked up on this one. And uh, I would have cut Lou Williams' bitch ass. Because that's what the fuck he is. He don't have a big fucking outside-the-box thinking concept to he can possibly be part of someone helping the United States of a fucking America have something to look forward to by watching basketball or competitive sports again. But his ass wants to go put the whole bubble at risk by fucking going to a titty bar. And eat some chicken wings. Get the fuck out of here, man. Because he wants to get kicked out, dog. He, I'm telling you, these motherfuckers don't have the nuts to handle this shit. And whoever wants to rebut it, rebut it, any of whatever you want to say, rebuke it, come holler at me. Because he's a fuck stick. And I don't care what anyone says. He put everybody at fucking risk. And um, it's a joke. So I don't want to hear shit. Cry baby entitled fucks. I I will never watch a baseball game. Apparently the Dodgers been beating the Giants that we call the hated ones asses. And uh you know shit. I won't watch them entitled cry baby fucks. That's what they are. I won't watch any of them. Um so fuck the baseball motherfuckers. I won't watch a game. But at least the Dodgers are beating the Giants. That's all I really care about. Um, they played in front of a packed house. Fucking Magic Johnson and his wife, Cookie. Great, huge crowd. NBA, in my opinion, NBA MVP comes down to LeBron and Giannis. And I think it's going to be how they interact in the bubble with the other players from the other teams. Because there's interaction like never before that's happening in this bubble. They're kicking it together. They're chilling together. And I think the voting is going to come down to a hard-pressed 
reaction and interaction between LeBron and Giannis with his with their men, with their peers, and I'm curious to see how that kind of goes over to the voters. And so we'll see. Um, I think the Lakers are, are a bad team without LeBron. I think the Bucks are pretty much maybe five to ten games worse without Giannis. I think the Lakers are an, an eighth seed or even worse. Um, and that's just if they had AD, but they wouldn't have AD without LeBron. So you got to really weigh that in there. So you wouldn't even have AD. So the Lakers would be horrible. They'd be the Golden State Warriors of this year. And um, I think that speaks to volumes of who the MVP is. I'm not a LeBron guy like that, uh, you know, but I do think he makes everyone better, a lot better. And I think he wins games when he when he needs to. And I don't think Giannis can uh, handle the heat. Uh, every time it's an important big game, like you saw the All-Star game, you saw the game when the Lakers beat the Bucks last uh, before COVID shut down. Um, he can't perform in the fourth quarter when the when the when the when the kitchen and, and or when the uh, stove's getting hot. He can't handle the heat, man. So that's just my opinion. So I got something to talk about, man. Uh, I got this fucking uh, I got this damn Rutgers teachers. So if you haven't heard this story, the fucking Rutgers teachers are. Uh, Suing the athletic department over budget, this financial support budgets and athletic funding at their own institution. So I had it out with this guy on Twitter who's all these guys on Twitter know every fucking thing like they've been coaches and they understand how it works. This not how it works. And they're telling me all this shit. And I said, well, show us the proof. But nobody can ever tell me anything different than what I'm showing and telling them. But anyway, Rutgers teachers. All right. Now, mind you, I have no problem with teachers. Teaching is coaching. Coaching is teaching. So I don't care what you think. If you're not, a, if you're a great coach, you're probably a great teacher. That means you can relay the message and get through to the kid in a way or a manner that an, a teacher just by itself cannot do. Well, we have a lot of teachers out there that are time card punchers. They just punch in a time clock. They chuck in at eight. They check out at three. Football coaches are open. 24 7 3 fucking 65 we never close kids have babies they have drama they go to jail we take the call at midnight three in the morning two in the morning 10 o'clock sunday monday tuesday saturday night after a victory whatever it may be we are open we cannot close we promise those kids parents we're going to take care of them even though 90 percent of the d1 coaches don't do that we should. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what real coaches are supposed to do because we promised their kids and we promised that kid in particular, you're in good hands, right? Anyway, Rutgers teachers are suing, um, basically, um, the athletic department at a place like Rutgers where they haven't been to a bowl game of, of, of any that means anything, any type of meat and potatoes. But people don't understand. Math teachers, chemistry teachers, they at these universities, who are they teaching? They teach the kids that are put in front of them. They do not go recruit those kids to come to school there to take a fucking chemistry exam or to fucking take a math test, right? They don't come to school. They don't recruit the campus. They are not bringing in any new monies. 
What money is the teacher bringing into a school? They get good salaries because of the seats being filled. Just so you know, if I didn't fill up seats um, in the junior college level, university level is quite different because there's obviously 30, 40, 50,000 students there for a multitude of you know majors and all these different things, obviously. But at the junior college level, if I didn't fill those teacher seats, they didn't get the class. They didn't get paid. The four-year level, they don't recruit the, their chemistry kids. They're getting them from who goes to the campus because of why? Facilities, facility upkeep, facilities, renewals, newer facilities, football, athletics. They're not going there for the fucking, you know, you're going to get a 1% that go there to take art or theater, or what have you. Those are the artsy-fartsy guys. I understand those guys. But those are the guys that used to get beat the fuck up by athletes in high school. And that's why they still have a personal vendetta, and they think football athletes or athletes in general are are the scum of the earth. They're ju- dumb jocks, and we don't deserve to get any money. So let me ask you all this Twitter fucking professionals out there. Do you realize that football alone, that's why their college is still trying to play it without, especially the power fives. You haven't seen any power fives say we're not going to play, have you? Because they're losing billions, not only for themselves, but for a place like Wisconsin. If you've read the report, they're going to lose $100 million if football only plays 10 games. That's if they play 10 games only, they're still losing $100 million. Guess what that means, Wisconsin? No more computer labs, no more math technical buildings, labs, no more fucking theater, art, any of that shit. Athletics pays for computer labs and tutoring centers, man. You guys don't understand. You think as a fucking, they also get bonds. Yeah, they do get bonds and they get fucking, guess what 90% of the boosters and donors are at university levels? They're fucking football boosters. But no one wants to talk about that. Guess what? Also, you don't understand. Rutgers is a power five fucking school. They get revenue sharing from TV contracts for just their conference alone, regardless of how shitty they are. Yeah, they're not going to get 75,000 fans at Rutgers, but it doesn't matter. When they play Michigan, they do. When they play Penn State, they will. When they play fucking Nebraska, they will. And those are enough right there to buy and facilitate new places for other students, general population, to come to that campus. Rutgers is not struggling uh, as far as on a campus, but their athletics is struggling somewhat. They're not the greatest, but they still get TV contract money, Power 5 bowl money. It's all shared revenue as well. And those players... Those fucking players are the reason for it. And those players, majority, there's usually 150 or so plus players, either whether redshirting, walk-ons, or on scholarship. Those 150 kids might not sound a lot when you have when you have 30,000 at your school. Those are a huge part of financial aid money. There's a huge part in your classes. They're getting those teachers paid. You're getting financial aid monies from the government. <coughs> Keeping those schools alive. But people don't talk about that. And I'll drop the mic on this. Why the fuck is the head football coach five times, make more, makes five times more money than the president of the university? 
if football wasn't a big deal at this university? If football wasn't a big deal, do you think they'd pay Nick Saban $9 million? The president makes maybe three, $400,000 a year at these universities. Nick Saban makes $9 million. So drop the fucking mic because that's all that needs to be said, you keyboard fucking cowards. If football didn't matter to your university, then you think they pay the head coach 20 times more than your president of the university? Shut the fuck up. The president's asking Nick Saban, should we play fucking sports this year? Not the other way around, motherfuckers. Go figure that shit out, you artsy-fartsy fucks that want to sue your own school's athletic department. Go ahead and not have athletics at Rutgers and let's see how fucking well your campus flourishes. It will flounder. You will sink. Overnight. Guaranteed. Dollars to dimes, I bet you. But you fucks want to sue your own institution because your butt hurt that athletes, athletics, gets paid more because they bring the fucking kids to the campus. They make your offices and fucking classrooms better. You think that you're getting the technology? You think that fucking... 75,000 people are coming to watch your fucking ass teach a class. Stop crying over spilled milk, man, and fucking wake up. You enabled fuck, artsy-fartsy fucks. Don't have grudges because we took your girl in fucking high school and took her to the prom, man, and you fucking still butt hurt. You're probably throwing darts at our pitcher and probably fucking um, you can't sleep at night still thinking about what happened 30 years ago, and you still are mad at us. Come on, man. Get over that shit. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. Um, but the truth hurts, man. I'm sorry to burst your bubbles. But it is what it is. Why is Wisconsin facing a $100 million loss if football is not played? Why? You think that's you don't think they want football to be played? Go fucking ask Barry Alvarez if they think football, if they don't play football, how, how well the university will do. But I don't know what I'm doing. That's not how it works. Let me ask you this. Why the fuck have about 20 D3s, D2s, and other private NAIA institutions or NCAA institutions, why have they folded football for the year because of COVID? So COVID has proven my point that without football, school is not even going to be in session. They're not going back into class. So without sports at these universities, it's become what? A virtual online University, nothing more. When you have athletics and sports, it is a real college campus and it's an environment. You're now just a fucking virtual fucking online institution serving what everyone else does like fucking Phoenix University and National University. You ain't nothing more. And that's why without football, these schools, especially the Division 3s and the Division 2s who has to have football, has to have football funding financial aid money students in the dorms because the dorms is what makes those schools tick at that level why do you think they need football so bad because they need the fucking enrollment man it's called fte full-time enrollment without it you will not get a computer lab or a fucking tutoring center that's why they're not going to play right now Guess what? They're not bringing no one to campus. If football ain't playing, 
No one's coming to campus. So you're just an online institution like every fucking swinging out, every other swinging dick. So COVID has proven how important football is to to this whole thing. But it is what it is. Um, COVID needs to end real fucking quick because 300 parents dropped their badass kids off at a fucking putt-putt in Memphis, I guess. And those kids went crazy. It, it's like they had the you know, first piece of pussy or something. They go out there and goddamn act a fool in this fucking miniature golf putt-putt situation. Parents are over their own children. So what the fuck do you think is happening out here? This COVID better be figured out real quick, man. Like I said, um, I know I'm on YouTube Live. I got a few guys out in Atlanta. Um, listen, my whip, my cigar is actually based out of Atlanta. That's where it's being made. Uh, it's not being made in Atlanta, but that's where the company is. Um, the whiskey and the cigar will be issued, or it'll be available August 1st, um, www.slapdickcigars.com and www.slapdickinc.com. Slapdickinc.com, you can buy the whiskey on August 1st. The link will be in the website. I'll post it, obviously, on everything. Slapdick Cigars, you can purchase cigars right now, and you'll get them. um, We'll ship them August 1st. So they're a good stick, man. Uh, Elephant wrap means it has a tip you can twist off um, and smoke, or you can cut the tip or punch it, whatever you do. Uh, Maduro, pretty hard. Pretty, pretty, uh, it's a smooth cigar, man, and you don't... uh, you know, cigars are based on how how much you spit most of the time because if they're nasty and harsh, you spit a lot. Man, you don't spit much with this one. So, and it's still Maduro full body, and it's um, and it's uh, it's a good smoke, man, especially with the whiskey. And then the next cigar we're bringing out is an infused slapstick whiskey cigar, which will be a, a game changer because once you taste the whiskey, I'm telling you, it's different, man. And like I said, if it wasn't going to be different, I wouldn't put my name on it because easy is fucking. Average is easy, man. Being average is fucking easy. Everybody's average. Um, Manscaped, man. This show's brought to you by Manscaped. So listen, 20% off, man, if you use my promo code, SLAPDICK. All right? Because live sports are back. And uh, it's very possible that we may see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. I doubt it. I think it'll be the Lakers and someone like that. But, um, you know... That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure your fucking nuggets, which are your balls, men, are as safe as possible when that matchup happens. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Trust me, women want you to groom that shit. We don't want them hairy motherfuckers down there. Girls don't like that shit. If they, you think so, you think you're some fucking 70s porn star, then, shut, then you better go fucking, you're, I don't know who you're fucking with, but... Anyway, you better get some Manscaped to you, man. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SLAPDICK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code SLAPDICK and uh, take your grooming game to the next level, man. Um, stay tuned tonight, man. This is a short show on this Sunday. Um, we're, we're hitting 30 minutes now, but I will be doing my fucking version, JB's version of, uh, of the 90-day... Uh, uh, fiance. All right. I'm going to do 90 day fiance. My fuck JB's pillow talk. All right. Which is raw and uncut. I'll be doing it with Stogie and Callie and we'll be talking shit about this fat fuck wobbly body fuck and this shit show of shit shows. All right. So we'll be on there tonight and, uh, 
And uh, you'll see me. I might do it on Instagram Live or something for a while and see uh, how that goes. Um, the Dodgers still beating the Giants' asses. The Lakers starters look good for a half. We'll see how they play the Clippers real soon in the first game. Cali High School is to play in the spring, so hopefully they get to play. Uh, maybe one of the few states, though, um, and I'm going to get to a few questions on YouTube, but uh, uh, one of the few states that I think can play in January because of our weather. Um, you know, that's the cold part about it. I mean, our weather's Florida, maybe Georgia, maybe Georgia, South Carolina, maybe uh, us. But how are they going to play in January in Kansas, Iowa, Nebraska, Michigan, Minnesota? Who the fuck's going to put high school kids to a 20 below game? They're not Brett Favre and Green Bay uh, professionals. These kids ain't going to be able to play. The, the quality of football is going to be shit in, in, in January and February. So I don't know, man. I hope they can play. But won't the fucking virus be worse in the cold? Who knows? It might be maybe because it's a fucking um, chemically fucking made virus. I don't know. Um, let's see. So hopefully they can play, man. Um, I just hope college football truly does happen because, like I said earlier, start and stop is the worst possible scenario for college football this year or ever probably. So I don't know, man. Um, see what happens. JC on YouTube, man, he wants to talk about the differences in coaching the NJCAA, which was in Kansas at Independence on the show, obviously, where we have dorms and scholarships compared to California Junior Colleges, which is called the, um, you know, the CC or the COA, we call it, um, which has no dorms and no scholarships. The difference is California should be played with California kids now. A lot of my colleagues and, and, and peers will probably say, well, fuck, we don't want to sit here and get our ass kicked. We want an upper hand. We want to go get some out-of-state players to go along with the California great talent that don't qualify and go Division One." Because California puts out, you know, the highest rate of kids to Division One based on academics. We got one of the better academic states. So the kids actually make it and go Division One compared to where you're in rural you know, Mississippi or Washington, D.C. or Alabama, where the academics is not very good. Not to knock those states. I love the players. Trust me, those are my favorite areas to recruit. But the kids don't get out as much or as, or as often um, academically for whatever reason. And uh, that's a whole nother discussion. But, you know, those kids are getting recruited. Um at a higher rate. So when you get California kids, when you don't get a lot of California kids that are division one talented athletes, when they qualify, your, your, uh, you know, your little pond of fish becomes smaller and smaller. So kids, so coaches like myself used to go out of state and bring out of state talent to go with the California's talent that did not qualify. Okay. But doing that, you better care for the kids. Number one, Never once, you can ask any fucking out-of-state kid that I've ever coached in California, 13 years worth. Never one time has a kid I brought to California never had something to eat and never had a roof over his head. Not fucking once. But you hear horror stories in California about kids living in cars, not eating food, da-da-da, and the coaches can really go to bed at night living with themselves. Blows my fucking mind, man. Not one time. 
Quit being a lazy fucking coach. Go get a fucking Catholic charities to donate you some food for your kids. I mean, that's what that's that's not a hard thing. But you don't turn over rocks because you're a fucking time card puncher, man. You don't care about these kids. But that's the difference. Ask any of my fucking kids from out of state, hundreds of them that I brought to California, if they ever went hungry. Now, they're not eating fucking steak and lobster every night, but they're, if they needed something, you best believe they text and called my ass, and I guarantee you they got something to eat, or I sent them something. Uh, they got some type of care package shit. I guarantee it. So they were taken care of, and that's, just, that's not saying I just was one out there breaking them off. It's saying that I set up resourceful actions by other people, whether it was a family in town whether it was people that wanted to really help the situation because they're invested in the program that I was building and understood that my kids were going to act right. But also, for every motherfucker, you better have a hamburger for these cats and you better pat them on the ass and tell them you love them every so often also. But that's what Netflix don't really show about me, and it is what it is, right? So we've already talked about that and, and, and so on and so forth. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. And, uh, and all the haters out there, they don't have a fucking clue who I really am. So, um, they, they saw 16 hours of a show that when they filmed me for 500 or, you know, 5,000 hours, but you know, the huge difference is the dorms, the scholarships in the, in the cafeteria on campus. That's the huge difference. And in, in, and in playing terms, um, the trenches are, is the difference. And so, you know, California state champ last year, which is out here in Riverside, California, Juco, they won it all. Um, I saw them a few times on film and, uh, I, I, you know, they dominated California Juco last year and, and they were probably middle of the pack or, or lower in, in, in our, in our, in our, in our Kansas Jayhawk conference. Um, just because their O line D line, I don't think could have sustained our O line D line. And that's the difference. Skill guys, you can get them diamond dozen. They're everywhere. I think the quarterback plays better, and um, nah, I won't say that. I think quarterback plays pretty similar. We do get more transfers, obviously, because of the scholarship, because of the dorms, because of the four-year institution um, experience that we are allowed to give compared to California. Um, so, you know, that's what the difference is, man. And the kids get a cafeteria meal where these other kids have to struggle peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in California. You guys will see when you watch The Last Chance You, hopefully they show the out-of-staters how they struggle um, financially and, 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 and how, they are, how they're not eating well and how far they have to travel to campus because that's what it is. And the coach should be the guy that makes sure those kids are comfortable. It's supposed to be hard. Let's make sure you understand. Junior college is football jail. And if it was easy, then you would be at Alabama already. It's not supposed to be easy. That's why none of my kids ever were ever kicked out until I just had my first one. And we'll talk about that on the next show, but I'm still looking up some details on this, this situation. But my kids never got kicked out of the four-year school and never went to jail when they left me because I was harder on them than Alabama was. We lifted earlier than Alabama would lift them. Remember, I lifted at 5 a.m. You can't lift before 6 a.m. in NCAA level. We ran and practiced at 5 a.m. We practiced during the season at 5 a.m. People don't understand. So my kids were ready to go. Just a little quick story. One of my receivers, man, um, 
I love the kid to death, man. And we, and you know, he, he, he clowns me and I clown him. St. Louis kid. He went to uh, Langston University, you know, undersized kid. You know, he was a Kansas kid out of Wichita. Played great. He's actually from St. Louis, but he played in Kansas. He goes to this school. They practice at like five in the morning or something. And cats are dragging ass, coming to practice late and shit. He was already one of it. He's one of those super energetic kids just to fuck around. You know, he's the epitome of a slap dick. Great kid. Love him to death. But his fucking ass was out there already geared up, full go, and he's ready. He was there 30 minutes early, and they were like, what the fuck's going on? He's like, oh, shit, we practice at Indy like this every day. His ass was ready to roll. So you can say what you want to say about me, but my kids are ready, and they're going to be hungry because I'm going to gut them, and I'm going to fucking love them the same way, hard. So because nobody is giving these kids shit when they leave home. Nobody gives a fuck about them. So people need to understand, nobody cares. So you better be the CEO of your fucking self and understand every single thing there is to know about your future. And if not, you're putting your future in someone else's fucking hands, like I always say. And so nobody gives a fuck. So um, that's the big difference between California and National Junior College. Um, So I don't know. Yeah, uh, you know, someone asked a question, man. The reason kids in Mississippi fail academically is because the system is setting them up to fail. Um, totally underfunded public schools with teachers who don't give a fuck about the kids. No doubt. That's just the shit I'm talking about. I don't disagree with you. I, I fully believe you. It's the same or even worse in Washington, D.C., and it's the same or even worse in some parts of Alabama, and it's the same or even worse in some parts of uh, Georgia. It is what it is. Some types of Florida. It, that's how it is. These, because I just said it. The teachers who are suing Rutgers University, the same instructors that teach at Rutgers, who suing their peers, are time card punchers. They are a fucking eight to three. And if the fucking kid needs to know something or needs help, those cats ain't answering the call when they get home. They're sipping their wines or coffees and they're fucking going watching 90 Day Fiance. They're not fucking giving a shit. Football coaches should be open 365, 24-7 because we take calls at 2 in the morning. We never close. We're always open, and we have to handle all that shit. And then the teacher, the same fuck who's suing us, will fucking call you or email you asking you to come sit in their fucking class because they can't control the fucking kid. But yet you're suing us for because athletics get more funding than you. I'm sorry that we fucking pay for your fucking building. I'm sorry that we have to control your kids that you supposedly say you can handle and teach. If you can't handle the kid disciplinary wise, do you really think you're teaching them one fucking thing? Because you think the kid's really listening to you or is he just hearing you? Yap your fucking gums because you're not getting through to them because you can't manage the classroom because you can't handle them because you have no fucking relationship with them and you don't give a fuck because you punch in a clock time card every day. So just so you understand, um, you're all fuck sticks. Um, upcoming scene of last chance you season of last chance you, um, how do I feel about Laney? I don't really know much about the culture of Laney. Um, they won the California championship two years ago. Um, they play from Northern California. They have a lesser schedule than the Southern California team. So when they play the Southern California team, and there's no excuse, 
you don't there's no gray area in football you lose or you win i don't give a fuck how many more games you play or less games you play but they play less games in southern california and they have a less playoff system so when they they're a little fresher when they play the southern california team who who has more of the southern california has the better junior college football um comparable to northern cali um but northern cali does have some great football san francisco city was great for years um you know, there's been teams, Butte, there's been different teams um, that have come out and have been great and, and beat the shit out of Southern California teams. Um, I'm just saying that they have a little less uh, bumps on the road um, to travel. So, you know, it is what it is. But um, I don't know anything about it. I probably won't watch it. If I didn't watch myself, I probably won't watch the other one. I didn't watch Buddy at the other Mississippi school either. So not interested in in watching it, man. But uh, not saying I'm not hating on anything, man. Each his own. Everyone has their own situation. You'll see a different story um, than you did with me. It just like it it is with anyone. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, uh, let's see. Sugar Bell cards. Without naming a specific state, are there a few states where you? Um, choose not to recruit meaning is there a state that you believe lacks strong talent yes there's a there's a lot of states that, that lack strong talent good question um you know kansas i mean it's not it's the low it's one of the lower kansas and idaho i think are the worst are the two less or least recruited states um in the union i believe north south dakota wyoming and montana are right there with it um, and then I think Iowa, Nebraska, but you know, there's, I don't recruit those States. I mean, there's just no reason to, and it's not the kid's fault per se. Um, and you can say, well, fuck, maybe it's the daddy's fault and didn't have fucking sperm, right? Sperm cell, huh? But anyway, uh, or an athletic gene in his body, but I don't know if that's the case either. Cause Kansas has had Barry Sanders come out of high school, Wichita North. Um, they've had a lot of fucking talent. Randall, the running back of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they've had a lot of NFL and NBA and track talent come out of Kansas. So I don't believe that's the case. I think the legislation is the case in some of those States because of the weather, which I bring up. Why are we going to try to play in January? Because we can't even have year round football in States like Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho because they go into wrestling track and basketball because the weather's fucked up and you can't even have football practice. We're in California, Florida, Georgia, Texas football comes out the day after Christmas and you're having a passing league tournament December 26th. So huge different advantage, obviously plus the population difference, uh, demographic difference, um, all those things. And it comes with numbers. I mean, California, the largest, most populated state in the country is California. Obviously we're going to put out the most talent, most mostly, you know, us in Florida and Texas. And, and then you got Georgia's and, you know, my favorite place to recruit in the country, South Carolina, I'm just saying per capita to me, South Carolina is the most talented, rich environment, but that's just me. Um, so you know what I mean? And also, I know you, you're a teacher, sugar bell cards. Um, and I know you, you say, if you refuse to build a relationship with the kid, the whole class fails. It's true. Um, the only thing I say different about that, man, is, uh, you know, the classroom setting, the field, the practice, the team, all should be treated the same. Should have all the same disciplinary fucking actions. Every, every consequence should be the same. 
If you're late, this is the consequence for every single person in the class. If you miss, this is the consequence for every single person in the class or on the team. That being said, though, Raheem Boyd is treated different than Malik Henry. Malik Henry was treated different than Emmett Gooden. And the list goes on and on and on and on. And I can do that because every single kid and yours in front of you has a different personality and needs to be treated differently. The overall totality of the program is no kids bigger than the program and everyone's going to abide by these simple rules late or be or miss or smoke weed or fight or get, or whatever that whatever rules you have you better stick to them but you better have a fucking relationship with each one of those kids and it better be an individual basis relationship because not one kid in there has the same personality and every single one of them needs something from you that is different than what the other kid needs and if you don't have a fucking relationship with that kid in that regard you're pissing up a rope just telling you um so you know and uh, they say you know my season kicked ass i appreciate you cody gibson but uh he wants to know whether they think they portrayed me well or not like i said i've talked to it about it before you know it is what it is it's hard to put 16 hours of film onto two years of a show when they film you for three thousand hours or whatever so that's hard they need ratings and all that i wish they would have showed a little more coaching Obviously, they, they, I don't know if they show me coach one fucking down. Like, it's like I didn't coach there. I just micromanage everybody. No, that's not what they do. That's not the case, but they show it that way. I wish they showed a little more Division One coaches coming to talk and telling my boss, you know, this is the most well-run, orchestrated, disciplined program he's there, they've ever seen. Um, and, and those kids are the most well-mannered kids he's ever seen. And that's what I wish they would have shown, but they didn't. So, so be it. Um why did I go to Artesia High and not Compton? Because Compton was fucking shitty. What do you mean, why? Why do you think fucking James Harden went to Artesia and not Compton? We, we're all from the same city. We both went to Artesia. If you didn't know James Harden went to Artesia, yeah, he did. So did Jason Capono. So did Ed O'Bannon, Charles O'Bannon, Avondre Jones, how many other NF, NBA players? So a lot of cats. Ed O'Bannon started at Verbum Day and Watts. Ended up at Artesia, right? So... Why do you think kids transfer? I mean, there's a quarterback who's already had a scholarship committed. He's already committed to USC, transfers from one high school in California to go to another one. And he's already signed and delivered. He's ready to go to USC. But he leaves his high school to go to another high school because he wants to win. So so be it. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, what's my dream coaching job? Ah, Man, I don't know. Probably at L.A. school, man, just because I'm from here. I'd love to die here <laughs> that makes sense um but ucla i mean usc i don't know um shit who knows um let's see what happens man so um we'll go from there um so you know i appreciate all the questions man but you know like i said hey man go check out manscape all you men especially uh females you push their asses to go to manscape get 20 percent off um, but again, stay tuned to my whiskey and my cigar launch, man. I appreciate all the support and, uh, I appreciate everybody, man. It is a great day to have a great fucking day. Um, follow my YouTube channel. Give me a like and, uh, get this thing going. And like I said, I'll be posting on social media later on this t tonight, this fine Sunday. Uh, sorry for my East coast folks, but on the West coast, uh, you know, we live a little longer day than you. Sorry.
Um, so it's 10.30, 11.30 out on the East Coast, so you'll get it in the morning, man. But I'll drop this podcast, which will be called Sorry to Burst Your Fucking Bubble, man. Lou Williams, fucking titty bar, chicken king, wing king, chicken wing king. Should be like Tiger King. Your fucking ass is the chicken king. Got to go to a titty bar to get some chicken wings, you fuck stick. Hope they burst the bubble for your fucking sorry ass, you soft, sorry motherfucker. You ain't hard. Your ass is fucking can't even eat fucking resort food. You fucking slap dick. They should have booted your ass. I would have cut you like a bad motherfucking habit. You fucking soft ass and set the tone for the rest of the NBA. Somebody's going to do something fucking stupid. I thought it would be J.R. Smith. I was wrong. It was Lou fucking Williams of all people, man. But you think the Clippers are going to win it all? Come on, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna blast my boy Marcellus Wiley on social media tonight. Um, I gotta I gotta fuck with him, man. After this one, so I gotta do that. Damn, I didn't even think about it. I'm blasting Marcellus, man. After this show, um, fucking Lou Williams. I'm writing that shit down. You will see me tag Marcellus, my good friend, on uh, social media later on today. Trust me. Um, see what happens, man. I don't know, but, and man, I'll, I'll save these, these questions and I'll answer it. Sleep nine. I know I got your shit or whatever your name is. Change your name too. It's a fucking slapstick name. I can't even read it. Um, but I'll answer these questions at, at, on my next podcast, which will be Wednesday. All right. So I appreciate you guys, man. And, uh, appreciate all the support who showed up to my launch last night. Slapstick, uh, whiskey and cigar launch. Great little event, um, at an undisclosed location. So all the COVID haters couldn't talk shit. From the real coach, JB, man. Wednesday, uh, man, you know, I don't really have a time. I just kind of do them. Um, I, I got to get three in a week. So Wednesday, uh, and I drop them, and they go in usually pretty fast on iTunes, Spotify, uh, iHeart, wherever they go, wherever you listen to podcasts. So uh, usually I'll try to get it in the morning, and it should be up by the afternoon. So appreciate you guys man uh, all you guys all the show all the love and uh i'm about to go get my 90 day fiance on and watch this big wobbly fuck he looks like fucking he got ran over and got and looks like hammered shit his wobble body ass this white this fuck i don't know he dates all these brazilians or whatever he's a fucking epitome he's worse than uh big ed man big ed had no neck this motherfucker hasn't goddamn cankles his his ankles are built right into his ass cheeks He's a fucking joke, and I'm going to make sure everyone knows about it in JB's Pillow Talk tonight on 90 Day Fiance. Stay tuned to my uh, to my social media for that one. So, um, appreciate you guys. Hey, man, stay tuned, and uh, hey, man, stay safe and stay healthy. Peace. That was my shout-out right there. Don't fucking uh, fuck that up. But this is a real live podcast, so hey, fuck it. Here's my outro. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Better fight a guy, man. I'm just telling you. Cause I don't want to fight.